the Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast. The COVID Safe app has been released and we're being encouraged to, to download. I think there's already a million downloads, so people are getting involved. And it needs 40% for it to work. Is I it? Read. That's what I read. What's right. that, 10 mil or something? More than that. Yeah, I guess. Quick maths. Quick maths. Um, and Jeff... Quattromani is a tech um, commentator who can talk us through COVID safe because there's a lot of questions about it. I'm right up to the bit where it says I consent to upload my details and I haven't clicked continue <laughs> on it because I just want to make sure where they're going. Uh, Jeff, um, how are you, mate? Good morning, team. I'm well. What are the positives of this um, app? Look, the, the reality is, I guess, with the app, if, you're, if you are installing it, you are consenting to share this data. The biggest positive is that if you do contract uh, COVID-19, that everyone who you've been spending time with will get notified of that without you you know, having to try and trace back your steps. And in the same case, if someone you've been spending some time with, even if it was just in the shops or sitting next to in a cafe one day, um, if they contract COVID-19, you'll get notified. So it's almost that benefit of knowing that you were near somebody who's now got corona. Mm. So for it to work, do you have to have your app open all of the time or does it, they, the, the phones just talk to each other just once you've downloaded it? So it needs to be running in the background. So if you've got an iPhone device, you can usually swipe out of the app and open up another app and that's fine. It's more that you just can't close it down. Right. So if you actually permanently close the app, it's no longer running. And the same thing with Android devices. If you've, if you've got it permanently closed, it just doesn't seem to work. So you need to just keep it running in the background, and that's it, really. It just starts to do its thing without you needing to do anything else. I heard Christine Keneally over the weekend say that she is not going to be downloading the app because she wants to see exactly what the ramifications are in relation to personal privacy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are, those, are those concerns well-founded? Not really, to be honest. I mean, I, the way the app works is it uses Bluetooth. It doesn't use GPS. It doesn't know that I've gone to this cafe or I've gone to this McDonald's. Ah. It, just, it just knows what devices I've been near. So it doesn't even know the person's name. And, you know, the reality is it's collecting a bunch of numbers. So in terms of what you're doing about your day, who you're spending time with, all it knows is, you know, long strings of, of numbers. And essentially... If you do get COVID-19, that's when you actually choose whether to share the information with, with, with the health department. It doesn't go anywhere from your phone unless you actually get the disease. So realistically, there's no data being shared with anyone unless you actually test positive. Hmm. And do you, have to okay. spend, um, do you have to spend 15 minutes in someone's company to be a risk or for it to register? That's right. So 15 minutes within 1.5 metres. So imagine if when we can go back to cafeterias and we can sit down with a coffee, if the table next to us is close enough, we're likely to log that number while we're sitting there. Um, if, you're, if you're at the grocery shop, maybe when you're in line to pay, you're likely to be spending more than 15 minutes around somebody. But yeah, if you're just walking past someone, it's not logging their information at all. Uh-huh. So, so, so if I if I if I spend fifteen minutes in close close quarters with someone who's got COVID, I get home, my phone, my app tells me that that has happened. D- does it tell me a? Does it tell me that it's happened? And then b? Does that go to the authority so that I could be tested? Like what? What actually? What's the protocol? It's a good question. It actually doesn't tell you anything. So, so the funny part is the the app itself looks very boring. Um, you have the app running. It doesn't tell you who you've been in contact with. It's not sharing that data with you. It's just keeping that data in, in the background by itself. And if you do test positive, that's when the data is shared with the, with the healthcare providers. It's not shown to you ever. 
Um, you can choose to delete the app, which deletes the data behind it. But realistically, you won't even know if it's logging anything. It just knows if it's active. So if the app is running, you'll know. But that's really as far as this thing goes. It's, um, it's the simplest kind of app you'd have on your phone. Hmm. Actually, Lutzi made the point before. It sounds like we've given a lot more information to Facebook yeah. than this. 100%. If you've got Google Maps on your phone, if you use Facebook... Those apps are logging you by GPS. They're not, they're not just using Bluetooth. They know exactly where you're going and how much time you're spending there. Um, it's the same way that Google knows there's, there's traffic on the road because all our phones are sharing that data with Google. So, you know, we are a little bit over paranoid if we're worried about this app compared to what uh, Facebook, for example, can do with our data. Hmm. All right. Let's clear it up. I'm, I'm, I consent. You get sent. I'm getting involved. Yeah, okay. thanks, Jeff. We'll click it. It doesn't do what I <laughs> thanks, thought. Guys. It doesn't. Thanks, Jeff. It doesn't do what I thought it would. What do, what do you think? Well, I thought the benefit of it would be that, like, as they talk about social tracing, I've got this app open, and then it, I get home that afternoon. It goes, man, you spent time next to someone who's got COVID. Go mm. and get yourself tested. But it, but it can do that. No, it says it will tell the authorities that, but why doesn't it tell me that so that I would know? Because then, then if unless I'm made aware of it, ah. I then could go and pass it on to other people thinking well i'm safe I, I thought that was the benefit i thought that was the the major benefit of it was that it would alert you once you've been in contact with someone who's positive Should we no, I, I yeah. think jeff's jeff's still there you heard that is that is it is ash right in his concern about that jeff that you it... uh, yeah so 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 the app itself so for example you're in contact with someone who has now tested positive that data goes to the healthcare providers and it's their job then to to contact the people they've been in contact with. Ah. So the app itself doesn't notify you that you've been with somebody. You'll still receive that normal phone call through uh, contact tracing as we have in the past. It's just that the receiving of that data to the healthcare department is automated. Whereas in the past, somebody tested positive actually had to write down who they've been with and, and their and their phone numbers, but okay. uh, this way you'll actually get a phone call. But you were saying that you could put down a false name if you want. Oh, they've got your phone number. Exactly. They've got your phone number. So, so realistically, even if you put down a fake name, all that the government cares about is just giving you a call to say you've been with somebody um, who, who tested positive. And they won't even, even if you put a real name, they won't tell you that name anyway. It, it is it is very private. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. So it's, right. it's streamlined. It's not like, yeah, it's not going to be fully automated, but it's streamlined. Mm. It sounds better. The Ash, Kip, Lutzi and Susie O'Neill podcast.